Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. Let's get into this. Praise God. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. When you have it, say amen. Amen. All right. Um, 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. We're going to read that from the New King James Version. If you don't have that, it's on the screen in front of you. I welcome you to stand in honor of God's word. Amen. Let's read together. Ready? Read. Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. We're talking again, and this is part three of unlocking and unleashing divine potential, unlocking and unleashing divine potential. Father God, have your way. Uh, speak your word to us today. We have ears to hear and eyes to see because you've given to them to us. We set our hearts in readiness to receive the word of God. Speak from heaven. We will hear, we listen, and we will obey. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. and amen. All right, take your seats. Unlocking and unleashing divine potential, divine potential. <clears throat> Let's, let's define quickly the word potential. This is our third time in this message, but let's define potential in case, because I make the assumption you know what potential is. But I don't want to uh, make that assumption and be incorrect. Potential is something's or someone's ability to develop, achieve, or succeed. That comes from the Cambridge Dictionary. It's some, something or someone. So let's talk for us, someone. I'm not a something, I'm a someone. someone. So someone's ability to develop, achieve, or succeed. So you and I have some level of ability to develop, to achieve, or succeed. Now we're talking in this series on divine potential. Divine, not natural potential, divine potential. So I've been telling you how every born-again believer that's under the sound of my voice, you listen to me, uh, you have a potential that is untapped, that's unrealized. It's divine. It doesn't come from your, from your genetics. It doesn't come from your uh, ethnicity. It doesn't come from your nationality. It doesn't come from your gender. It doesn't come from your geography. In other words, there's no human factor that can determine how far you can go. Y'all bored with this already? There's nothing in this earth that can set a limit on how far you can go. Because you and I, once we're born again, we're not natural people. We are born again, we are heavenly people. And so our potential doesn't come from our genetics, it comes from heaven. Y'all got this. Remember, we've been looking at 2 Corinthians 5.17. Y'all know this by heart now, right? 2 Corinthians 5.17, you ready? Say it. If any... So when you're in Christ, how many of y'all are in Christ? Hallelujah. Thank God for Isaiah just got in Christ last Sunday. Praise God. This is his word now. 
So if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So you're a new creation, a new species altogether. Remember that word, uh, new, uh, kainos, which means unprecedented, uncommon, unheard of. Right? So, so there's nothing about you that's, uh, that's been here before. There's never been anything or anybody like you on this planet. There's nothing, there's nothing to reflect on, nothing to, um, to, to base your, your valuation on in this earth. Okay? Now, I know this, this may, be, may feel tedious to some of you to keep reiterating these points, but I have to do that because uh, we're, we're slow of learning. When it, when it comes to the word. Now, you can learn TikTok jingles and you can learn rap songs quickly. But when it comes to the word of God, most of us are kind of slow of learning because, because it, it's bumping against our human nature. It's, everything the word of God is saying is, is bumping against our tradition. It's bumping against our conditioning. It's bumping against everything we've known about ourselves or thought about ourselves, what we've been told about ourselves. So when I tell you that your potential is, is off the charts, it's, it's kind of it's like this is... Uh, it's a fight because nothing in you tells you that. No one else, your teachers didn't tell you that. Your guidance counselor didn't tell you, oh, that's, you can be anything you want to be. <coughs> now, let me, let me go back. Probably when you were in preschool, when you were two or three, your teacher would say, oh, little Jimmy, you can be anything you want to be. By the time you cross third grade and you've had that third grade testing, now you got an IEP. Y'all quiet. Now you got an IEP. And now you're being tracked. Y'all saying nothing like y'all like don't know anybody like that. You're being tracked. By the time you failed one class, or stayed back one grade. Y'all quiet. I like how y'all quiet. By the time you get to high school and now you're you're ten, you're 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 fifteen, but you got ninth grade classes and you're uh, sixteen and you still have tenth and ninth grade classes and trying to graduate on time. Now, all of a sudden, you, have, you, are, you are covered with all kind of ideas about limitations on your life. So when you come into church and you hear someone saying, there's no, I don't care about your education. I don't care about, you, about where you've been. I don't care about what you've done. There's no limit on you anymore because you're in Christ. It rubs you the wrong way. So pardon me if I keep hammering at this over and over and over, because I, I figure, here's, here's reality. I've been preaching this now three weeks. This is my third week. By now, you should have started doing something. See, and if you've not applied and started doing something, if you've not said, wait a minute, you know, I'm going to try this over here, then that means you, you ain't got it. If you're still operating as usual as you were two Sundays ago, you ain't got it. 
See? You, you, you got you got a, you, you got a, you got a, I, I told you I'd unlock it and already unleash it on the first Sunday of, of I started this here. But I have to do it. I gotta do something. I gotta jump on something. I gotta set new new boundaries, new sites, new new goals. I gotta start moving on something. If you ain't done anything, you mean you ain't done it? Ask your neighbor, you ain't done anything. See, now you're gonna put somebody on the spot. Now, so I might as well take my time. If we hit 2024 and I'm still preaching this, it'll be all right. If I hit 2024 and I'm still preaching this, it'll be all right because I got to get you out of gear. You, some of y'all are stuck. You know, <laughs> anybody used to drive a manual transmission? Sometimes you get stuck. You they don't know. How to, I remember, I, remember the, 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 I had a car. Uh, <laughs> my, my brother, after my parents passed, my brother was uh, helped raise my brother, older brother, William. And I don't know why in the world they helped me buy a brand new uh, Hyundai, and it was a stick shift. And I didn't know how to drive it. But for some reason, bought a brand new stick shift car. Y'all, y'all know, y'all young kids know what a stick shift is? Manual. And uh, I were trying to drive that thing. Man, I, I couldn't drive down the street with that thing. Man. I'd be stuck at every light. Remember one time I was stuck right at the corner of 22nd Avenue and 9th Street, MLK to some of y'all. Corner of, of Lakeview and MLK. If I say Lakeview and MLK, y'all don't know what it is, but 22nd and 9th, right next to Atwaters. They were still open back then. And uh, I stuck at the light, and the light has changed three times. And I can't move. Follow my, my, old, my old classmate, Barry Brown. Some of y'all know Barry Brown's principal now. Barry Brown got out of his car. He happened to be, had to pull up behind me. He got out of his car and said, John, what you doing, man? Bro, I can't drive this thing, man. <laughs> and he said, get up, move. Let me show you how to do this thing. And he, he showed me how to do it. I'm like, oh, okay, I got it now. I was stuck in gear. My, I had potential to drive all, over, all the ta- Tallahassee in. I had potential to go to Orlando. I had potential to go to Texas, but because I couldn't get out of gear, I didn't know, I didn't know how to operate the thing. I was stuck on the corner of 9th and 22nd. And I'm telling you, you have potential to go beyond where you ever dreamed of, but if you don't ever get out of gear, you're going to be stuck. Well, you hear what I'm saying to you? So my, my genetics determine my natural potential, right? Who you're born to, your parents, they pass down genetics to you, right? Your natural potential. So your, your, your height and your build, you know, your skin tone and your, your uh, hair uh, texture, your curl pattern, your curls. Some people have really tight, tight, tight curl patterns. I ain't going to say that word. I'm, I'm preaching to the world. I'm not going to say that word. But tight, tight, tight. So, so my, my genetics frame my potential. But when I get born again, I get new framework. See? When I get born again, it's no longer my natural genetics, my natural DNA. Put up uh, 1 Peter 2.23. First Peter 1 Peter 1.23, rather. 
uh, Peter says is that we, you and I have been born again, not a corruptible seed, but of incorruptible through the word of God which lives and abides forever. So we're born again. I was born to Joseph and Hilda. That's why I look like Warren. See? So we're, people say, oh yeah, that, I can tell that's your brother. Yeah, because we're born to the same parents. We got the same genetics, same, same DNA. So that kind of controls you, you follow what I'm saying? There was, I don't have any, any uh, red bone siblings. Salina, I don't have any people in my family look like you. We all, we all chocolate brown. Okay? Because that's my, my genetics frame my potential. But when I get born again, now I'm born again of the word of God. So now the word of God frames my potential. You see? So it doesn't matter what limitations I had before, now I can, I can be anything and do anything. Another scripture, Hebrews 11.3 says this. It says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Now remember, you and I were born again by the word of God. Through the word of God. We understand by faith the worlds were framed by the word of God. So now my world is not framed anymore by my parents' genetics. Uh, uh, yeah, this is sad. My world, my limit, in fact, that word worlds is the, is the Greek word uh, eons, which means not just physical worlds, but times. Times. So my times are not shaped by my natural parents. In other, in other words, even the time I can spend on this planet, my parents passed away uh, in the, my mom in her 40s, my dad in his 50s. But that doesn't have to be, have to be my story because I'm now framed by the word, not by my family medical history. My worlds are framed by the word of God. So even the world I want to enjoy, the world I want to live in, the kind of world I want to have. I'm not talking about this planet. There's going to be starvation. There's going to be hunger. There's going to be crisis. There's going to be all that kind of stuff. I'm talking about my world that I, you know you have your own world. You control your own world. You control your own environment. Your own, you control that. Not a man. No, you control that. You, you control the kind of atmosphere you have in your life. And it's, it's up to you what you allow in your world. I was I was telling my wife uh, last night. I think it was last night. I was saying, you know, I, I, we're gonna we're gonna do a sit down some one of these Wednesday nights on on how how to be the Kool Aid House. We're gonna, we're gonna do a sit down on how to be the Kool Aid House because as Christians, our houses should be the Kool Aid House. Some of y'all don't. What is the Kool Aid House? Y'all never heard of Kool-Aid House. Okay, the Kool-Aid House was a house that everybody wanted to, be, wanted to go to. Mama made Kool-Aid. But it wasn't just about the Kool-Aid. It's because it was fellowship. There was, it was peaceful. There wasn't no drama. There wasn't no fighting and cussing and fussing. And it was a safe place. It's a safe place. See, you control your world. I don't know what's going on in my neighbor's house across the street, but in my world, 
See, so my world is framed by the word of God. Put that back up, Hebrews 11, 3. Hebrews 11, verse 3. My world is framed by the word of God. Say that. My world, my world is, framed is framed by the word of God. Catch that. How I live is framed. Say it. How I live is framed by the word of God. Where I can go, what I can do. Only three of y'all saying this. Where I can go, what I can do, what I can have, what I can be is framed by the word of God. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, if I can find it in the word, I can find it in my life. If I can find that God did something for anybody else in the word, I can know that he can do it in my life. So the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So what you and I see in the world was not made of things that we see in the world. What you see in the world was made of things that are invisible. You got it? Are you ready then? That means that what you will see in my life is not based on what you see right now. The one you got it. You don't know the one who got it. That means that don't Try to evaluate, assess, judge me, and limit me by what you see in my life right now. What you see right now does not determine what I'm going to have, what I'm going to be, what I'm going to do, where I'm going to go, how I'm going to live. Because the things that are seen are not made of things which do appear, the King James says. So the visible... Watch this. The visible, Jaquetta, doesn't tell you what I'm going to be. Y'all, you, you'll get this by Thursday. The visible, what you can see, doesn't tell you what I'm going to be. Do y'all remember, y'all remember um, 1 Samuel uh, 30. I think it's 1 Samuel 30. When... Um, David, he was in um, the cave of Adullam. That's not 30. He was in, the, but whatever it is, he was in the cave of Adullam. And all the people came to him who were distressed, discontented, and in debt. And they joined themselves to him in a cave, hiding on the run. In the visible, he had nothing going for him. 22, that's what I thought. First, first Samuel 22. He, he, in the visible, he had nothing going for him. He, he wasn't king. He wasn't, he, he wasn't rich. He had nothing in the visible realm going for him. But these men joined themselves to him because they didn't, they didn't let his present condition... They didn't let what they could see right now deter them because these men joined by faith. They saw David where he was going, not where he was. I need you to see yourself where you're going and not where you are.
And don't let anybody else limit you from where you're going based on where you are right now. Who am I talking to? Anybody here? Where you're going does not determine where you are now does not determine where you're going. Where you are right now could be the result of some hang-ups, some, some hold-ups, and some failures, some disappointments. And you, anybody been let down, had a disappointment, things didn't work out the way they thought they were going to work out? You, you thought you were going to be farther ahead than you are right now. But that's okay. Don't quit. Now watch this. Saul, who was king, says to all the guys, they're pitted across each other. David got his men with him, his army. And then Saul got his men that are with him. And Saul hollers out something stupid in all of their battles. He said to all the men who were with David, he said, hey, y'all, why y'all with David? Can David offer you all this money? Can David offer you all this power? He said, can David? In other words, David doesn't have what I have. He doesn't have anything to offer. Why? Saul was saying, why are y'all following him? He doesn't have anything to offer. But they weren't looking at what David had now. They saw something inside of David. A potential inside of David that was bigger than anything that Saul had in the natural. So what things there are in the in the scene are not made from things which are visible. That's the only point I'm making to you. So don't let where you are now tell you where you're going. You've had setbacks. <laughs> but I heard somebody say a setback is just a setup. If you handle it right. Tell anybody you gotta handle it right. Now let's go back to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter 1. Hallelujah. 2 Peter 1. This is Peter's second letter to the scattered Jewish believers. I told you that a couple weeks ago. And uh, he's teaching them how to thrive in the midst of hostility, right? It's hostile towards Christ, hostile towards Christians, hostile towards Christianity. Just like it is today. But he's teaching them how, in these just few verses here, throughout the course of this letter, that they can make it and that they already have what it takes. Y'all got this here. And I, we looked at last week, the first thing that we, we observed here was in verse 1. It says, to those who have attained like precious faith. Everybody say faith. The reason why this is such, such a key, because faith unlocks your divine potential. Faith unlocks your divine ability to develop, achieve, or succeed. Faith does it. How do I know? Jesus said in Mark 9, 23, he said, if you can believe, come on, all things are possible, come on, to him who believes. So your faith unlocks impossibilities. Hallelujah. Y'all hear me on this here. Your faith unlocks impossibilities. If you can believe, then now all things. Now, I wonder if Jesus knew what he was saying when he said all things. I wonder, I wonder if he knew, okay, when you say all things, 
all is a big word, Jesus. It's, I know it's three letters, but it's a big word when you say all. Jesus, you didn't mean all, did you? Surely you meant, okay, you can do some things. But no, I believe he meant what he said. He said what he meant. If you can believe, what things now? All things are possible. So once you believe, those things that were impossible now are switched over to the realm of possibility. Now who is this possible to now? Those who, who? who believe. So if you don't believe, if you don't have faith, then it's what, whatever that thing that would have been possible remains impossible to you. Now that doesn't mean it's impossible to me. Oh boy. Yeah. Now, let me use again my brother, Evangelist Warren. We have the same genetic makeup from my parents. Right? But if he believes something and I don't believe it, then he receives a different potential. Even though in the natural we share the same genetics. See, all things are possible to him who believes. So what your sister and your cousin, and it's hot in here, what your sister and your cousin and your mama, them, what they don't get has nothing to do with what you get. Because it's possible to him who believes. So you and I have already attained, obtained like precious faith. Remember I gave you 1 John 5 verse 4. This is the victory to overcome the world, even our faith, right? That word overcome is the Greek word nikeo, which means to conquer. It means to carry off the victory. It means to come off victorious. Are you hearing me today? So I gave you that last week. So we have like precious faith. All right? Now, let's keep going here. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2 says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Verse 3. As his divine power has given to us all things, come on. Now we've already obtained like precious faith. Now to go with that like precious faith, he's also given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. All things that pertain to life, all things that it takes. He's given us everything it takes for life and godliness. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, he's given this to us by his divine power. By his what now? So what you have came from divine power. Power is uh, potential. There's a potential power uh, in, 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 in objects. There's a potential power in dynamite. <laughs> right? Dynamite, if I were to take a stick of dynamite, a, a bundle of dynamite, and light it in this place, it would, we're not going to do that, but it, it, would, it, would, it would destroy this building. Now, unlit is just potential. Until I light it, which when I light it, it unlocks and unleashes the potential that's in that dynamite. 
I'm saying you have by his divine dynamite, his divine power, his divine dunamis has given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. So you have this same dynamite power, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. So you have this power inside you, but until you get lit, I got I to gotta be careful how I say that around some of y'all young folk. Until you get lit, I don't mean this, I'm talking about until you get lit up by the power of the living God, that power is just potential. And if you're saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, you're walking around with this potential power on the inside of you that if you would just stay around other lit folk, that's why you can't afford to isolate yourself, be home by yourself, Bible study by yourself, doing worship by yourself. You got to get around other lit folk because if you get around lit folk, you're going to eventually get lit. I dare you to tell your neighbor, say, hang around me, you're going to get lit. Hang around me. Light it up. There's dynamite power on the inside of me. It's potential. There's great potential. Potential to build and to plant, to pluck up and to destroy. There's great potential to do great exploits. There's great potential to take over industries. There's great potential to dominate. There's great potential to run cities. There's great potential to change regions. There's great potential to change your family tree. There's great potential on the inside of you, but you got to get lit, and you get lit by the Holy Ghost. He says his, his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and God. In other words, you have everything you need for life, for the highest life, for the fullest life, for the best life. He says all things that pertain to life. That word life is the Greek word zoe. Zoe. Listen to what this word zoe means. It means of the, y'all, I know that y'all know this word before, right? Let me, let, me, let me just remind you. It means of the absolute fullness of life. Both essential and ethical, which belongs to God. So there's an ethical life. In other words, a moral, a way of living. We're talking about righteousness, godliness, but also the essential. There are some essentials you have in this life. That's why you and I should never go around not having our needs met. Because he's already given us everything we need for our essentials. That's why you and I don't have to spend any time praying for our essentials. Because he's given us all things you need for your essentials. Your essentials come with. Y'all miss it. Your essentials already belong to you. Your essentials you already have. You don't have to go out there and get it. It's inside you. That's why the Bible says life and death are in the power of your activator. Your tongue is your activator. Your tongue, yeah, that's good. Your tongue is your striker. 
to strike that match, to, 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 to strike that flint, to, 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 to light up what's dormant, what's potential on the inside of you. And he says he's already given you all things, all things. Everything. Well, what, what all do I need for life? What all I need? Let me see. I need happiness. I need peace. I need joy. I need food. I need shelter. I need clothing. I need, I need health. I need, somebody said I need jewelry. I heard that over here. I need jewelry. You got to marry both hands, Edward. Uh, I need jewelry. I need, I need favor. I need open doors. I need, I need blessing. I need, these are all essentials. And he says he's already given us all things that pertain to. Are you, you seeing this here? So in other words, everything I need, watch this, to live an out-of-this-world life is already inside me. Did you catch that? Everything I need to live an out-of-this-world life is already inside of me. Now I want you to catch this. You are not normal. Tell your neighbor, you are not normal. And I mean that in the best way. You are not normal. You are not a regular person. You are not an average. You are not typical. You are totally abnormal. You are totally unusual. And the devil's trying to get you stuck in a normal usual, average, mediocre life only going as far as folk have told you you could go. But I'm not taking my cues from a fallen angel. I'm not going to let the devil judge me. The Bible says, do you not know, Paul said in the church of Corinth, he said, do you not know that we shall judge angels? angels. Let, me, let me help somebody on that. Do, let me, let me, y'all got that? do you not know, that's what Paul said in 1 Corinthians. He said, do you not know, I think it's 1 Corinthians, right about, I don't know, it's 3, chapter 3 or somewhere. He's talking about them going to court, suing each other. And he says, um, do you not, chapter 6, whatever it is, he says, do you not know that you and I are going to judge angels? While you're around here worshiping angels and talking about, oh, angels watch over, you know, no. Yeah, chapter 6, verse 3. Do you not know that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain, I didn't even see that, Holy Ghost, pertain to this life? Can we read it again? Do you not know that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? You're going to judge angels, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's right. People got getting all these angel numbers, and I've got little angels over my little bed. No, angels are not over you. They are under you. You're going to judge angels. No, I don't think y'all get this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay, hold your finger right there. And um, I'm off script, but we can go to 2024. Psalm number 8. Psalm number 8. Because I, I really need to make sure 
that Isaiah knows who he is before he leaves here today. I'm going to because see, the new ones get it. Some of y'all old ones, you high hand. The new ones will get it and run with it. Ain't that right, AG? The new ones will get it. The new ones will do this. The new ones, the new ones will say, okay, you, I can be what? I can be what? I can do what? I can go where? I can have what? Verse uh, 4. What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? Verse 5. For you have made him a little lower than the angels and you have crowned him with glory and honor. Now when you look at that, you look and say, okay, that means angels are over us. But no, that word angels there is the, is the Hebrew word Elohim, which is God or the Godhead. So you and I are not lower than angels. Hebrews says Jesus Christ became Lord and angels just for a moment. When he died on the cross, became a sinful, became sin on the cross, he became Lord and angels. But he rose, right, rose again above angels. Brought us to a place above angels. So I say that because you, you sit there and look at, wow, look at what the angels can do. God is saying, child, look what you can do. Are y'all seeing this here? Angels don't have the authority you have. They are your assistants. Are they not all ministering spirits? Hebrews 1.14. Sent forth to minister for those who are the heirs of salvation. Are they not all ministering spirits? Are they not all assistants? To assist those who are there as a salvation. In other words, angels, thank you, Holy Ghost. Hopefully you get it when I say this. Angels are here to help you fulfill your potential. Angels are here to help you fulfill your potential. So I have everything I need. I have the Holy Ghost. I have the Word. I have the blood. I have angels. I have all I need. I can't lose with what I use. Okay, okay. All right. Let me wrap this up here. Um, um, so everything I need to live in all this world life is already inside of me. You got it? Say that. Say everything I need to live in out of this world life is already inside me right now. Y'all getting this here? Now, you're not normal. Give me 1 Corinthians 15, verse 47 and 48. Because you're not normal. I gotta prove this. I gotta, I gotta keep. I know I use a lot of scriptures, <laughs> but I need you to get this because it's not my opinion. It's this is the word of God. Okay? First Corinthians 15, verse 47. The first man was of the earth. That's Adam. Made of dust. 
The second man is a Lord from heaven. The second man being Jesus Christ. He's a Lord from heaven. Verse 48. As was the man of the dust, so also are those who are made of dust. Pause right there. So as was the man of dust, as Adam was, so also are those who are made of dust. So Adam was earthly human, and those people who are born into the world are also earthly human made of dust. So if you're uh, just a regular human, you have the limitations of Adam on your life. You have normal human limitation. You have, oh Jesus. You have normal, regular human limitation. Your mama and your daddy genetics pass all the way down from Adam. Now watch the next part. And as is the heavenly man, oh, I wish I had somebody knew how to read. And as is the heavenly man, so also are. Not will be, so also are those who are heavenly. So when I was born, Chris, I was born like Adam. But when I got born again, I was born again like Jesus. So watch this. So when I was born, I had Adam limitations. I had Adamic potential. But when I got born again, I have Jesus' limitations. I have Jesus' potential. In other words, as a natural man, I could only do what Adam could do. Do you not know that even Adam, natural men, they say as natural men, people, we only tap into generally about 10% of our brain power? Even as natural people, we only use about 10% of our brain power. That means your brain can do 10 times what you're doing right now. I just want, let's, just, let's just talk natural for a minute. You and I, our brains can do 10 times what we do right now. That means your grades ought to be 10 times better, kids. You go back to school this week. What you doing making F's and D's and C's and B's? Well, mama, teacher don't like me. No, 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 no. Ain't about a teacher. Because numbers don't lie. You get 100 on that test, it's 100. She can hate your guts, but 100 is 100. No, they racist. No, 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 no. Don't use that lie. Don't use that lie. No, a hundred is a hundred. As natural people, we only use about 10%. But I'm no longer natural. I'm heavenly the same way Jesus Christ is heavenly. Which means I don't have earth potential, I have heaven's potential. I have divine potential. 
Now, that potential is only enforced or effective as long as I'm staying connected to Jesus. See? Now, this is not you taking your potential, divine potential, and going out there on your own and coming up with your own plan, your own work, your own stuff. John 15, verse 4 says this, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So all the potential you have, you can't just use it without staying connected to Jesus Christ. You can't take his divine potential and go uh, use it to, I'm going, I'm going to rule the world. You're going to be Pinky in the Brain on me. Just, <laughs> Some of y'all don't remember Pinky in the Brain. <laughs> You're going to rule. No, 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 no. It's you abiding in him and doing what he tells you to do. Verse 5, verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, come on. So you can't do it without being attached to him. Y'all got this. So you don't have ordinary, ordinary potential. You have, watch this, catch this. I wonder if you can swallow this here. I'll say it slow so you can swallow it slowly. You have the same potential as Jesus. I'm going to say it again slowly so you can get it down your throat. You have the same potential as Jesus. Your Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. As he is. Now, he's in heaven. But it says, so are we in this world. Which means the same authority that he operates in in heaven, we operate in on earth. <laughs> Are y'all catching? Who's getting this? Who's getting this? Give me John 14, 12. John 14, 12. I got 15 minutes, I think. Most assuredly, I say to you, this is Jesus talking, and your Bible is in red. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, Come on, help me out. The works that I do, the works that Jesus does, come on. And what? What kind of works now? That's just on the screen. That's not in your Bible. Your Bible probably didn't, didn't have to work good. Is it in your Bible too? Greater works? You mean I can do greater works than Jesus? Yes. My potential. Greater works? Now I know the religious folk are going to say, well, this greater. This greater doesn't mean you can do uh, greater in quality. It means greater in quantity because Jesus Christ didn't get, he didn't have the internet and he didn't have, you know, all the potential to go all across. That's what you're going to say. Um, first of all, you don't know all of his works. John writes this. He says, if all the things Jesus Christ had done were recorded, there would not be enough books, volumes of books in the world to contain it. 
So we don't know all the things that he did. But he did turn water into wine. I'm talking about potential, y'all. He did walk on water. He did open blind eyes. I dare you to say, I can do it too. He did unstop deaf ears. Come on now. He did raise the dead. He did bring an abundant harvest of fish. He did feed 5,000 people plus with two loaves of, two fish and five loaves of bread. In other words, he did do financial miracles. Are you, are you seeing this here, your potential? Thank you, Lord. Let me remind, remind you of this potential. I'm going to wrap this up here. This potential. Something or someone's ability to develop, achieve, or succeed. Someone's ability to develop, achieve, or succeed. 1 Peter 4.11, Peter says this. When you minister, he said, do it with the ability which God supplies. So your ability to develop, achieve, or succeed comes from God, not from your parents. Not from your lineage, your bloodline. It comes from God. It doesn't come, thank you, Holy Ghost. It doesn't even come from, from your schooling. Remember when the children of Israel out in the wilderness and God wanted Moses to build a tabernacle and uh, they needed some artisans to, to design and lay out things and, and the Bible says that God in, in Exodus around 35, it says that God gave uh, Aholiab and Be Bezalel it gave, he gave them uh, wisdom, skill in how to design and do artistic works which means that they didn't learn it in school. There was no Savannah College of Arts and Design. God downloaded. Y'all not catching it. Ability. And the Bible says in, in chapter 36 of, of, of Exodus, it says he gave them the ability both to do and to teach it. So your potential to do and teach doesn't come from what your degree is in. Who am I talking to? Anybody here? Is anybody left in here listening? Your ability to do and teach isn't based on what seminar you went to. God can download instantly into you the ability to do and teach something that you've never done or taught or learned before in your life. How are you going to teach what you never learned? Unless God makes a supernatural deposit. How you? Conventional wisdom says you can't teach what you never learned. But if God gives you this divine ability, that determines your divine potential. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 5. Says this not, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. The CEV translation says it this way: says, We don't have the right to claim that we have done anything on our own, 
God gives us what it takes to do all. Can y'all read that line, that last line with me? Ready, go. God gives us what it takes to do all we do. Make it personal. God gives me what it takes to do all I do. I dare somebody say, God, give me what it takes. God, give me what it takes. And I dare you to say this, God, give me more in 2024. I need more wisdom, more knowledge, more understanding, more ability, more, more power, more potential. God, I need you to increase, increase my capacity, enlarge my capacity. Give me larger of heart. Give me the ability to see and think and see and think and see and perceive and conceive bigger than I ever have, more than I've ever seen. Give me more in 2024. All right, sit down. Let's, let's, let's wrap this up here. I'm going to go quickly this, this last little bit, this last point here. I wonder if y'all get that here. If, if I'm a business owner in this house, I'm saying, Lord, give me the ability to do what I can't do right now. Give me what it takes. Give me what it takes. Give me divine ability. Give me divine insight. Give me, give me divine strategies. Let me do it in a way nobody else ever did it. Unprecedented. Uncommon. Unheard of strategies. Let me have an unusual way of doing this. You never, you never went to business school. That had nothing to do. Joseph never went to business school. Joseph became a business school. He showed the whole nation of Egypt how to function, how to, how to set up an economy. He never went to any, any school. He never went to Wharton School of Business. He never went to UPenn. He never went to these schools. God taught him how to run a whole economy. Don't tell me about divine potential. That's divine potential right there. All right, let's close out. Second Peter 1. He's given us by his divine power all things pertaining to life and godliness through knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Verse 4. By which have been given to us See something that's been given to us? We obtain like precious faith. He's given to us things that pertain to life and godliness. Notice he's given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of his, of the divine nature. The divine nature. So notice what he's given to us. Thirdly, is promises. <laughs> Pastor, how does promises affect my potential? Because the promise is from God. And the promise is from a God who cannot lie. And so if he cannot lie, and the devil will all the time, but God who cannot lie, if he's on my side, then if I have a promise, watch this, that promise begins to frame my potential. Okay, y'all missed it. 
Y'all missed it. Remember we read this here? If you'll only let me help you, if you'll only obey, I'll make you rich. That just became my potential. Y'all are not getting this. <laughs> Somebody, y'all, you getting this here? My, rich became my potential. Not based on my current account, my current job, my current degree. My potential is now rich. Because once he made the promise, the promise is potential. You, are you, who's getting this here? Every promise is potential. In other words, you have to, see, you obtained faith. But by faith and patience, you inherit promises. That's why the first thing Peter brought out to us was you, you've obtained faith. But now he's given us promises. The promises tell me what my potential is, what my faith can reach up and grab. Oh, y'all hear me in the back row back there? Y'all got me in the back? The promise tells me what I can have, where I can go, how far I can go, what I can do. So he says he's given to us exceeding great, exceedingly great and precious promises. That word, that phrase exceedingly great comes from the, the Greek word megistos, megistos, which means greatest, very great, greatest. He's given us the greatest, greatest. Greatest is a superlative. It's, it's the highest. It's, in other words, there's no promises higher than what God gives us. So now our potential is not based on how, you know, your, your, your mom and your dad promised you things. Don't say nothing. Your mom and dad promise you things, but they only promise you based on their ability. Now, if you had a lying daddy or a lying mama, they make you promise they know they couldn't keep. But most times, if they didn't keep the promise, it was because they didn't want to. It's because they didn't have the ability to keep the promise. But God is able to do just what he said he would do. He's going to fulfill. So don't give up on God. So if God makes you a promise, it's good as gold. It's telling you and me how far we can go, what we can have. Now watch this. I'm about to move quickly. 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, For all the promises of God in him are yes. Somebody say yes. So if God makes your promises out of maybe promise, it's a yes. That means when you read it, the answer is already yes. When you read it, when you pray about it, you pray with a yes. Hallelujah. I don't have to ask God, God, will you? He already told me he will. I don't have to ask God, God, can you? He already told me he can. The promise is already yes. Say, neighbor, it's already yes. So when I pray, I don't, I don't pray, God, if it be, be thy will, I already pray with the answer being yes. I go to God with a yes. If we ask anything according to his, we know he hears us. And if we know he hears us, then we also know that we have the petitions we've asked of him. So all his promises are yes. 
and in him, amen. Amen means so be it. Means it is done. Tell your neighbor, it's done. Every promise is done. So now my potential, Mr. Vinya, my potential is not out here where I am. My potential is as far as the promise is. Anybody get this here? I, Lord, help me get this through to somebody. My potential is not what I can do. My potential is what God said he's doing. So all I got to do is go through and find his promises. And now I have something to frame my world. I'm going to frame my world. I'm going to frame my expectation based on his promises. Not my genetics. And not what you think of me. I'm going to base it about, about what God already said about me. Every promise of God frames your divine potential and brings glory to God. I'm going to close, but I'm going to run through a few promises. When I go through these promises, I want you to see your potential. Here's what God said. Hebrews 13 verse 5. I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's a promise which begins to shape the parameters of my potential. Because if God is always with me, the Bible says with God, nothing. So now that I know God is with me and will not leave me nor forsake me, I live in the realm of total possibility. That didn't move you. Promise. Jeremiah 30, verse 17. Somebody better grab a hold of this promise. This is your potential. I don't care what the devil, what the devil or the doctor told you. God says, I will restore health to you and heal you. So I don't care if the doctor says you have four weeks to live, eight weeks to live, 12 weeks to live, six months, seven years. No, God says, I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds. That's my potential. I'm going to have divine health. I'm going to be healed. What's my potential? Psalm 91 verse 16. With long life, I will satisfy you and show you so I have potential to live as long as I want to. My potential isn't determined by when my father died, when my mother died, when my grandmama died, when my great-granddaddy died. My potential is based on how much I want to live. With long life, I will satisfy you and show you. Philippians 4.19, here comes my potential. My God will supply all your need according to his riches and glory. So watch this. My potential is now all my need being met. Now watch this. Watch this. This isn't just your need at your current level. All means all. That means no matter how big the need. Some folk want to delay having kids because they say I can't afford the kids. But if God said, I'll supply all your need, he knows what you need for two, 
He knows what you need for six. He, he knows what you need for ten. My God will supply all. So your potential isn't based on what you can afford. Your potential is what based on what God promised. And he said, I will supply all your need. That didn't move you either. Deuteronomy 7 verse 13. I will love you and bless you and multiply you. Y'all didn't catch it. That's a promise from God. I will love you and bless you and multiply you. Multiply is quick addition. Some of you have been operating on one level. And God said, I'm ready to multiply you. I'm going to multiply the work of your hand. I'm going to bless everything you do. I'm going to multiply everything in your life. I'm going to multiply your silver. I'm going to multiply your gold. I'm going to multiply your production. I'm going to multiply everything. I'm going to multiply your creativity. Because I will love you and I will bless you and I will multiply you. That didn't move you. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 12. Here's my potential. I will bless all the work of your hand. Y'all missed it. Some of you missed it. You think your success is based on how much you can do. But God is saying your potential is based on my power I put on your work. If you just work your hand, if you just work your hand, I'll bless it. All you got to do is just work your hand. Tell somebody around you, start working your hand. Start putting your hand to work because God's going to bless all the work of your hand. That didn't move you either. Isaiah 54 verse 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. How does that affect my potential? That makes you invincible against the hand of the enemy. What that means is the devil can't stop you no matter how hard he tries. He may form the weapon, but it won't prosper. He may come against you, but he ain't going to win. That means you're unstoppable. You can keep on going. You can keep on trucking. You can keep on riding. You can keep on expecting. Ain't nothing going to stop you now. Ain't nothing going to hold you back. Ain't nothing going to hold you down. No weapon. Come to get you. Shall prosper. That didn't move either. Joshua 23 verse 10. One man of you. Oh, y'all didn't catch that. This is your potential. 
this your potential. One man of you shall chase a thousand. That, that ain't that is some, something not fair about that. This should be one on one. We're going to fight one on one. But God says, when you're my child, it's never one on one. One man of you shall chase a thousand. For the Lord your God is he who fights for you as he promised you. That means you have the potential. To knock down a thousand. That means you have the potential to whip an enemy no matter how many there are against you. You can't be, you can't, you, you, you can't be defeated. Now, how would you act if you stepped into the ring with Tyson knowing it's a rigged fight? I dare you to tell you that, but it's a rigged fight. It's a rigged. It's a rigged fight. You're gonna win this one. I don't care how big your enemy is. Giants, they do die. Giants, they do fall. Because if God be for you, who can be against you? You're gonna knock down a thousand because God Himself is fighting for you. That didn't move you. Isaiah 49, verse 25. I will contend with him who contends with you. That means the one who decides they're going to be big and bad enough to fight you, they got to fight me. They're going to come up against you. I'm going to come up against them. They're going to fight against you. They're going to bother you. They're going to trouble you. I'm going to trouble them. And I wish I had some parents, some grandparents are like this. I will save. Tell your neighbor, God's going to save your children. God's going God's to save your children. I don't, I don't know where they are right now. I don't know what they're doing right now, but God's going to save them. They're not going to be lost forever. God's going to save your children. God's going to bring them back home. God's going to keep them. He's going to bring them back in. God's going to save your children. What's, what's my potential? I'm going to have a happy home. I'm going to have a happy family. I'm going to have a happy life. Because my children are saved. My children are going to walk with God. We're going to be able to talk and, and fellowship and spend Christmas together on one accord. Somebody say, this is your potential. I will make you, Deuteronomy 28, 13, I will make you the head 
and not the tail. Above only. Y'all didn't catch that one. Above only. Above only. That means your potential is supposed to take you all the way to the top. You have premier potential. Best in class. Best in neighborhood. Best in industry. Best on this in the in the sport. Best. I'll make you the head, not the tail. MVP in every position. MVP in every company. MVP in your community. I'm gonna make you the head, not the tail, above only. Jeremiah 33, verse 3. Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you don't know. You have the potential to know great and mighty things, things that they don't learn at FAMU, they don't learn at BCC, they don't learn at Florida State, they don't learn at Miami, they don't learn at Harvard, they don't learn at Yale. The things that are great and mighty, only God can tell you, only God can teach you. If you call to me, I will answer you. This is shaping your potential. Joshua 1.5 No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Nobody can stop you. Nobody can slow you down. You can run through a troop and you can leap over walls because God is for you. God is on your side. Watch this, Exodus 33, 14. Are you ready for this? This is your potential. My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Rest is a promise. Tell your neighbor, rest your nerves. Rest your mind. God is with you. His presence is with you. He's never going to leave you nor forsake you. Rest on, my friend. Rest on, my brother. Stop worrying about it. Stop crying about it. It's going to be all right. Let it move, somebody. Luke 21, verse 15. I'm just giving you promises. I will give you a mouth and a wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict. This is irresistible wisdom. That means God's going to give you when the enemy is trying to outsmart you. Somebody trying to con you. Take advantage of you. Come against you. Tell you what you ain't going to be. What you ain't going to do. 
what you can't have. God says, I'm going to give you a wisdom and a mouth that your enemy can't talk back. Otherwise, you're going to shut them down. You're going to shut them up with what God puts in your mouth. I need that. A shutdown word. I need a word to shut them down and shut them up. Shut up, devil. Shut up, enemy. You don't know the God I serve. I hear what you say. But my God is greater and greater is he that sent me than he that's in the world. I hear what you say. But my God's going to answer prayer. I hear what you say. But my God has an answer. I hear what you say. Watch this promise. Can I give you one more? This one you got to use to unlock and unleash potential. Matthew 16, verse 19. I will give you the keys. I said to unlock and unleash your potential. I will give you the keys. Y'all ain't catching me yet. To unlock and unleash your divine potential. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. While you praying to God, God is saying, I've already given you keys. Stop praying to me. You have divine potential on the inside of you. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind, whatever you bind, stop asking God to bind it. God says, whatever you bind, whatever you bind, hit your name and say, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. I bind every work of darkness. I bind every demonic strategy. I bind every devil coming against me. I bind every sickness. I bind every disease. I bind depression. I bind anxiety. I bind lack. I bind the spirit of poverty. Whatever I bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose, Tell your neighbor, whatever you lose, whatever you lose, whatever you lose on earth will be loosed. Now, I wonder if Jesus understood what he was saying when he said whatever. He couldn't have meant whatever. He must have meant within certain limitations. He must have meant only certain things. But he said, it looked, it, looked, it looked to me like he said whatever. So whatever you lose, whatever you lose, it's not up to me. It's not up to your neighbor. It's up to you. Whatever you lose, whatever you lose on earth, it will be loose in heaven. Now I find you to take you two or three minutes right now 
and begin to loose whatever you need on this planet. Begin to loose whatever you need. It's your potential. You can have what you say. You can have what you say. You can have what you say. Not what your mama said. Not what your daddy said. Not what the teacher said. You can have whatever you say. Zoe life, it's a life like God. I remember one day God asked me when I was, my wife and I had moved into the house we're in now, and it was, it's, a, it's a faith move, it's been a faith move from day one. And I said, okay, God, after the first year and a half, three years, I said, okay, God, we did it now, okay, we did it, we proved we could do it by faith. Let me go back down now to something I can manage. Let me go back down to something I can afford. And God said this to me. He said, John, use my first name. He said, John, if I were living on earth, how would I be living? I said, you'll be living better than this. He said, that's why I want to take you. Not where you are right now. I want you to live like I'd be living if I were there. So life and God likeness. Let me ask you a question. If Jesus were driving up into town today, how would he be driving? Oh, 
he decided to use manual transportation. He sent his boys into town and said, go find me that donkey, that colt, that no man has ever sat on. I want a brand new. So if I'm going to drive, he said, that's how, that's how I'm going to drive. How would he be dressed? Robe so clean. Robe so wonderful. So valuable. That the soldiers wouldn't tear the garment off. They gambled over his robe. That's how beautifully he dressed. what God lived in. Well, look at the tabernacle. Look at the temple. How God commanded the tabernacle the temple to be adorned in the best of everything. So when you have God likeness, it's not just living right. Godliness is like God. So your potential is not like your mama. It's not like your cousin or your classmates. It's like God. And these promises the Bible said make us partakers of his divine nature. So all of a sudden now I see what the promises are for. The promises aren't just to make me happy. The promises are to show off God in the earth. To make me know, oh, I'm partaking of how God is. I'm living like God would live. I'm operating like God would operate. I'm partaking of his divine nature. Now that divine nature, catch this, because it works cyclically. Once that divine nature is erupted in you, now all of a sudden, you start demanding more. Watch this. Divine nature now will not let you be comfortable in mediocre, inferior digs. Divine nature, uh, certain environments will bother you. If the food isn't presented a certain way, it'll bother you. If, 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 if the atmosphere in the store isn't, isn't right, it'll, it'll bother your divine nature. Too much dust and uh, you don't, you don't, uh, you didn't greet me properly when I came in. See, divine nature, now you expect a certain level of treatment. You expect a certain level of, of environment, of atmosphere, because now uh, you know who you are, not based on your genetics, but based on your new DNA, your new divine nature, your new divine nature. And what happens is, it's not that your current apartment is getting smaller. It's the same size. It's just you on the inside 
Are you following what I'm saying to you? It's, it's, not, it's, it's not that Red Lobster changed. It's, it's you changed, you know? Am I talking to anybody in this place today? Something about you that you, you, you're changing because you're now walking in the divine nature. Because you know based on promises what your potential is. Not based on your present. So people, when you walk into a store, they'll look at you and rate you based on your present. And, and, and you'll say, oh, excuse me, um, I'm going to spend this money somewhere else because you're, you're judging me based on what you see, but is what you can't see. You don't know there's going to come a day when I'm going to come in here and buy this whole store out. I can't See, so you got to walk by faith and not by sight. So don't let yourself limit yourself to what you currently see. Let yourself look to what he has promised you and begin to carry yourself based on the promise, not the present. Did you catch that on this side? I'm going to come on this side, see if they got it. So don't carry yourself based on your present. You carry yourself based on the promises. So, how, Pastor, how, how you feel? Well, I, I don't feel well, but I shall be well. It is well. Well, not presently, no, no, but it shall be well. It is well. potential. God, we don't allow ourselves to be limited by what we see, what we feel right now. That we don't go by natural tests and natural scores and natural factors. But God, your people, no matter where we are right now, see where you're taking us. God, we don't, we don't know the full end. We don't know what it's going to look like, but we know it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Because all you do is great things. Great things in store for us. Your word says these are exceedingly great and precious promises. And so God, we tap into those promises and tap into our divine potential. I pray that Father, you teach us more and more how to unlock what's inside of us. How to release and unleash that 
giant on the inside of us. That lion that's on the inside of us. Forgive us if we've been timid as lambs when we should have been mighty as lions. Forgive us, Lord, if we've acted like grasshoppers when clearly we are giants. We pray that, Father, you help each and every one of us to make the soul adjustment to accept who we are in you and no longer look and regard ourselves after the flesh, but see that in you, Father, we can do all things. We're mighty through God. We're mighty through you, Lord. We're stronger than the power of your might. I pray that God, each person in this room, that God, they'll begin to get themselves out of gear, stuck in neutral, get things in motion, move towards that place that expected end you have for us. I decree blessings upon your people favor, strength, power, might, wisdom from above, supernatural downloads, supernatural skill and wisdom, supernatural things. God, things that nobody else has ever thought of and seen, unseen, unheard of, uncommon, unprecedented things happening in our lives. I thank you, Father, that your people shall be the head not the tail, above only and never beneath. I thank you that we call it done in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Come on, give God a praise.